Do you know what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes and the only people there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends? From Buffalo, New York, watch you don't sunburn your frostbite. It's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Welcome to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where we talk about the ups, downs, lefts, rights, and chunks of bread flying through the air with the ability to take down has-been 90s rock stars of the Buffalo music scene. My name is Ryan Garnett, and load-in time is at 5 p.m. My name is Kevin Kaufman. Yo, I'll, I'll be there by 8. Oh. <laughs> uh, on episode number 52 of the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music podcast, we'll be sitting down with Chelsea O'Donnell, a.k.a. Stress Dolls. Hi, Chelsea. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. And we're going to talk about uh, her Buffalo music career, her new single, Nashville, and discuss how chronic illness can affect your music career. But first... <sighs> Smash Mouth! Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before Smash Mouth, I do have something else I want to complain oh, about okay. real quick. All right. um, I had someone reach out to me at the stage about booking a show. And he's in a cover band of sorts, I guess. And uh, he goes, hey, you should book my band. And I'm like, that's cool. Do you have a press kit? And he goes, well, we have a Facebook page. And I'm like, okay. So I go to the Facebook page. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's basically like the five band members in like two sentences. I don't know where they've played. I don't know what they've done. I know nothing about these people. And I'm like, well, you're not really giving me a whole bunch to go on here. Do you, do you know what they cover? They're a cover band? Uh, they're a tribute band. Tribute band. I won't okay. get into specifics. Oh, right. Yeah. Sure. But uh, so... I'm like, well, okay, well, if you're not going to tell me about your band, how much money do you, like, what are you looking for per show? And he goes, well, it depends. I'm like, what does it depend on? It depends on the day of the week and what other bands are playing with. And I'm like, yeah, the night I put you on and what other bands you play with depend on how much you cost. And then he goes, I'm tired of this. You should talk to Elias. And I'm like, who the fuck's Elias? And he's like, Elias books here on Saturdays. And I'm like, I don't book here every night. And then he just goes, I'm going to talk to the owner. And I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> talk to Elias? Why isn't he? Yeah, well, if, if can you have Elias call me? Like, I, I don't need to be given homework. Like, Interesting. I'd like you to book my band. And instead yeah. of presenting you the information upright, you yeah. need to go. you got to search for it, even though there's many, many, many other bands yeah. covering this band in Buffalo. And why wouldn't he try to negotiate a price for himself? That's just a smart If you're asking for more than, like, you know, 50 you, bucks, you, kind of have a you should probably have a press kit, too. Yeah. Like, you know, something that says what you are and has some pictures and, yeah. you know, kind of lets people know what you do. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to yell about that. Yeah. All I mean, right. press kits are important. I always stress that, but that pissed me off. Speaking of pissing me off, fucking Smash Mouth. <laughs> Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth is coming to Cobblestone Live. Yeah. And I could not be angrier. 90s party, right? That's the whole vibe. No. There was That's no party in the 90s that had Smash Mouth that didn't involve sixth graders. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where I was at, and that's what I was just thinking. It's like, oh, I liked Smash Mouth when so I was, like, nine. I'm yeah. completely, it is, it's a completely generational thing that I've been finding. It's like, once you, I think, like, the cutoffs are, like, around, like, 33, 34. Yeah. Where if you're over that line and you hear Smash Mouth, it's just, like, like smelling sour milk. Yeah. It's like, ugh, <laughs> Smash Mouth. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have got Semi-Sonic? Like, it's... 
for me, and see the flip side is for me, I'm a little, little younger, and so I think of Smash Mouth. Like, I think of every fun birthday party I had, like summer, Shrek, <laughs> Shrek. Uh, good memories, good exactly. memories. If you were nine, <laughs> I feel so old. Yeah, yeah. I saw a Shrek in college. Yeah. So this this cobblestone is aimed at the at the younger, the millennials. Okay, who do you prefer, uh, Smash Mouth or Spin Doctors? Spin Doctors. That's actually a close one for me. Oh, well, Spin Doctors is obviously a better band. Like okay. they they sure are pretty cool. Yeah. So I think they probably would be a, a much better live show. Because yeah. with Smash Mouth, I'd just be waiting to hear like three songs. Yeah. And I think it was worth it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, I've seen Vanilla Ice before. I've seen Vanilla Ice too. <laughs> yeah. what, when did you see Vanilla Ice? I saw them for free in Chicago at a street festival. <laughs> so that was the only reason. I would. I don't know if I would have paid for Vanilla Ice. I not. saw him for free in an alley in Albany oh. in like 2000. <laughs> Three wow. or 2004, it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever been a part of. Was this a concert? Or yeah, yeah. Like no, he didn't just show up at a band. I mean, <laughs> he, was, he yeah. might have lived there, too. Yeah, no, like, he had a drummer and a DJ, and he rapped, and this was like when he was still kind of like hardcore vanilla ice, and there were like 150 people there to just like see the spectacle. And then there were 10 people who were really fucking into vanilla ice. They were so into him. They had all his gear on. They actually got into a fight with one of my friends and sent him to the hospital like outside the show like these are some fucking but then then Vanilla's like talking about you know fuck fuck all this radio shit they won't play my stuff fuck all that you know we keep it real here and don't don't forget to check out my new reality show on VH1 <laughs> and he started bringing women up on stage and yes, he started yes, like yes, he pulling their skirts too. up and none of them wanted it like like if this would have happened 10 years Chelsea looks horrified for the people who can't see this and like they're just I am. they're just up there and he's just he's, he's just it's yes, like yeah. it's like dude dude like I'm in the crowd and I'm like dude just calm down just do your thing and it was he also had a drummer who would like like tilt his head back and hawk these big loogies that would land on his cymbal, and then he'd like hit it so it like splashed and make a face like I don't know what he was trying to. Oh my god! Like kind of like a sex face oh. if you're tuning into yeah. Pornhub. It's just it's like it's not it's not a natural face that anyone in public should be Disgusting. seeing. Disgusting. Every time I think of Vanilla Ice, I think of this one interview that he did where he was saying that he did not rip off Under Pressure by David Bowie and his wow. hit song Ice because Ice of Baby. like one extra note and he yeah. goes yeah he's like theirs is like da 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 he's like and mine is like da 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 and he puts up like his hand for emphasis oh yeah goes up there you see like dude no no vanilla yeah I actually I remember that that was I had uh, see 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 for now for 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 you for me, uh, Vanilla Ice is like my Smash Mouth, like in fourth and fifth grade, okay, there birthday we go. party bumping with some Vanilla Ice, some MC Hammer. Okay. <laughs> see, okay, this is like, yeah, so we can, oh, this all makes reference. sense now. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Both kind of volatile. We're mending their, bridges here. In their forties, performing. Yeah. So we were talking about about the singer from Smash Mouth, who, um, if you go online, there's a, a hilarious video of him getting angry for people throwing bread at him at a bread festival that all sounds like I made it up it's not there was a bread festival in like middle America and they're giving out baguettes and what do you do when you give people free stuff at a concert they throw it so 
a piece of bread or two hits the singer from Smash Mouth, and they're singing there. They're like the band is playing All Star in the background. It's like, dude, dot. Dot dot, and he's like, "Who threw that at me? I'm gonna fuck you up. You listen to here, you motherfucker." And it's a kid. It's like a family event, and it's yeah. just like. And if you actually find interviews, he will like he sort of like this day will be like, "I did the right thing. I don't see what I did wrong." So we were looking at. So Kevin's theory was that was the only thing he did wrong. I disagree with that theory because I think. All I could find was the bread incident. <laughs> so I think if I managed to go through about 30 pages of Google, I could have found more. But I found this complaint about Smash Mouth, and I just wanted to share it for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Most of you are probably not aware of this, but Steve Harwell, frontman of 90s sensation Smash Mouth and composer of all things from Shrek... It, not, he didn't compose it has refused an offer made by the Make-A-Wish Foundation to eat 24 eggs on camera for charity he hasn't simply declined he has flat out ignored the request along the cries of hundreds of Smash Mouth and charity fans pleading for him to do good for pleading him to do the right thing for no good reason this kind of behavior is not only rude it is completely unacceptable thousands of dollars have already been pledged to help save dying children and more is coming in each day from charitable donors around the world but Smash Mouth still refuses to listen. We are going to have to make them listen. That is why I would ask, like to ask you, Giant Bomb, to help out this great cause and Steve Harvewell to eat 24 eggs on camera to help save dying children. <laughs> uh, if you hate dying children, but also hate eggs, this also works. If you'd like to help get the word out, <laughs> oh, oh, I can get through the rest. If you'd like to help get the word out, then here's what you can do. Tell everyone you know, reply to Smash Mouth on Twitter, post on their Facebook wall, comment on all their YouTube videos, and send emails regarding your disappointment and Steve's refusal to help save dying children. I know if we work together, we can help Smash Mouth eat 24 eggs and make, a wor- make the world a better place. Here is a song a guy wrote about the eggs. Oh my God! <laughs> and you you copy and pasted this into our Google Doc, and the, there's links to each of those things oh they said. Like there's a direct link to comment on their YouTube and their Facebook. Oh and send them email. They have an email for Smash Mouth oh. on the go. Like a Google review or something? Or how did you find? This? I don't even. I don't even. Did you remember where we found this? No. I don't. No. Uh, yeah. I think I was just looking up like Steve Harwell is an asshole or something, and this is one of the things that yeah. came up. Oh, wow. good God. <laughs> that is the most fun I have had all day. Oh God, I want to print that up yeah. and keep it like next to my bed. If I would, like, if I wake up and grumpy, I'll just yeah. read that. And I was say, that's just like if you're ever feeling in a really bad mood. Just so if you go to Cobblestone, bring some eggs. Bring yeah, some yeah. Eggs to Cobblestone. Let's make him eat those eggs, Buffalo, yeah. New York. Yeah. Bring signs. Show up to Cobblestone. We'll make it happen. Oh man, between the eggs and the, I think he has a problem with food in general. Yeah. I think is. I mean, do you think that was a real story though? I don't know. The egg one, probably no way. not. But <laughs> well, and then also like if we were mad at him for declining, I was like, did they ask anyone else? <laughs> and are other people doing this for charity? Well, eating twenty-four eggs. That's a tough one. I wonder if other people have made. Oh well, have to, for the next episode, we're going to go into fact finders, and we're really going to look, look up this. Yeah. <laughs> I. I want it to be yeah. real, but it's probably not real. Yeah. But together we can talk to Steve Harwell and find out. Yeah. So usually we play a song here, but we have only one previous show to talk about. Oh, wait. I have two now. I went to another show. Beautiful. High five. All right. Woo. What are your shows? Okay. On February 29th, 
uh, Jay Aquarius Bubblegum and Four Below, which featured our previous guests, uh, Genesis. They were at Milky's, and it was fantastic. Nice. They probably got 70 to 75 people in there at 10 bucks a pop. Uh, Jay did his little dance party show, which was great. Uh, Bubblegum is a brand-new R&B singer who uh, she has a lot of covers of some of the like older Motown stuff, and she has a great voice. I had never even heard of her before. I cool. think she's really dynamic, and I think she's a, a force to be reckoned with. I was hoping to get one of her songs for the episode, but I wasn't able to do that. And then uh, Four Below, if you haven't heard them, they're like, they have a, like a boys to men vibe, like four guys like doing harmonies together. And I've only seen them go a cappella. This time they had uh, a couple horn players and a drummer and a bass player. And like, it was really cool. Like, Beautiful. if you're into that, like, I don't think we see enough of that music around mm-hmm. Buffalo, certainly. Definitely not. So <laughs> if you get a chance to see Four Below, like, go do that. And then on March, what was Tuesday? That's the fifth? Fifth, third, third, March third, Tuesday, March third. Um, at yes, the stage, yes. we had our first rock show there. Um, the uh, the actual stage we were going to play on in the front flooded, so we made a new stage. So there's now a front stage, a backstage, and a middle stage. So we performed at the middle stage. Oh, okay. And um, uh, leaning the uprising, we played with a uh, new guitarist, Vincent, formerly of uh, Vincent Lima, formerly of the Scarecrow Show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and uh, Poindexter played uh, Scarecrow Show, and who they've brought back their original guitarist Ray, since Vincent isn't in that band anymore. Mm. Uh, Dreadnecks, this, and Scathed, and it was good. And we had it was about thirty-five, forty people on a Tuesday night for a local show at a venue that hasn't actually had its grand opening yet. So I'm uh, I'm pretty thrilled, and it was great. And oh my God, Dreadnecks! See Dreadnecks! Everyone needs to see Dreadnecks. Yeah, they are just like I just want to hang out with them all day. They seem like they're so much fun. We gotta they've take got, a picture of your shirt for the internet because it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a dreadneck shirt and it's really cool. Yeah, they have great artwork. It's trippy. And just like and yeah. like it's metal and guitars dark. with like swamp rock and there's some a little bit of a, a Gogol Bordello in there and it's okay. just it's very uh very theatric. Mm. And so if you haven't had a chance to see them, you do it um April twenty fourth. They are playing at Milky's for an infringement fundraiser that we're having. So if you can get there, go and see them and have you been in shows? Any shows, Kevin? No, I've I've been too busy practicing for the shows I have coming up. I feel like it's mm. a trade-off, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, I get ready for shows or I go to shows. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. What about you, Chelsea? Anything good lately? I saw Sons of Luther and Tina Pack. Oh, I love Sons of Luther. Mm-hmm. Sons of Luther were great, and uh, Tina Pack noise is really great. Oh, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And I unfortunately didn't get to catch the last band, but I think they were called Night Goat, I want to say. I think yeah, they were yeah, from they were, Ohio. Think, yeah, they were a touring band from Akron. Yeah, so unfortunately I missed them, but um, it you know it seemed like a really fun show. So. Yeah, no, I, I, Tina Pack noise is cool, and uh, I was in a Sugar City Band Lottery band with uh, this friend who sings in Sons of Luther, and cool. I really like the energy they bring. I think they're a really fun time. I've been trying to get them on something. I haven't yet, but uh, knock on the desk. All right. So, next we're going to talk to Chelsea about all things Stress Dolls and Stress Dolls related, but first, we have a brand new song from Tooth. They just released a new EP, I think it was just a couple days ago, and this is the fourth track off it. It is called Never Part, here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com.
we are back. That was Never Part by Tooth, which is all caps, by the way, here on the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwnyabot.com. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Kevin. Hi. <laughs> yeah, nice no, thank you. you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for meeting me. What? <laughs> nice to meet you, too. <laughs> you are <Excellent>. welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. We started on a good foot. I like this. Um, so... I know before Stress Styles, you in a band called Wolf, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So how long have you been making music locally? Let's see. Um, I guess it mostly started once I came back home from college. I went to college at Fredonia. And mm-hmm. uh, so that was, what, 2013? So it's been, what, now, like... Seven years? Seven years. Yeah, well, more like six and a half or something, but, sure. yes, you know. So uh, now, t- what, what was Wolf like compared to Stress Styles? Well, Wolf was more just the first moniker, I guess, I chose sure. to play under. Um, wolves were always my favorite animal growing up. Uh, so I just figured I wanted a name that wasn't my own name. Um, not that I don't like my name. I just didn't want to perform under it for whatever reason. Yeah. And I guess I was feeling like if I had a moniker name, I could then have a band and it could just fit under that name as well. So it was like, okay, Wolf Works. Um, and honestly, I mean, the songs that I played during my time as Wolf or with Wolf, I mean, I still play those songs now. So sure. it's just kind of was like the first... Iteration. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But it didn't end up working out with the wolf name just because there's so many bands with wolf in the name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it got really confusing for people because there was, locally at least, there was that band Wolf Tickets. And Uh, every time people saw that band advertised, they thought it was tickets to the wolf show. Not every time. Obviously, there were people who were in the know who were like, oh, that's the band. Right. But we had a bunch of people ask, like, oh, saw that show that you're playing that there are tickets. Like, no, that's that's a band. That's another artist. That is um, super confusing. Yeah. So it just kind of got to the point where it seemed like a good idea to change the name. And so then that's why Stress Dolls happened. Does Stress Dolls have any particular meaning? (laughs) I don't really know why I thought of it. Um, Maybe because I have problems with getting stressed out. (laughs) But it just seemed like it was, I don't know, it seemed like the one name that, at the time, it was a band, and uh, we all could settle on that name, because we were, you know, throwing tons of names out. At the time, we were actually recording the EP, and so we really needed to choose something, because we had all these plans for the future. And uh, anyways, so that was one everybody agreed on. I still like the name, even though now I'm playing under it solo. Um, Have you ever ever considered just stressed out? I did, but then, I don't know, I was kind of... That's kind of weird, actually. Right. Well, that's that was sort of the opinion. It was like, it's sort of weird, and then also, though, this leaves the door open where it's like, hey, if I have other people playing with me, if I don't, I don't know. It's just sort yeah. of like... It's nice to have that option. Right, exactly. So, uh, Did you ever consider uh, starting a band called Wolf Tickets Tickets? Oh, I love that. Just one up them? Yeah. <laughs> I did not. We'll, <laughs> we'll show them. <laughs> well, we're actually really good, by the way, Wolf Tickets. They got this clashy kind of sound. Oh, okay. that's cool. Um, so when did you last kind of have a full band for what you were doing? Um, I guess it was back in beginning of 2017 was our final show. And uh, since then, I've played with other people on and off, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe here and there. But um, I guess I've just found it easier to play alone for now, um, just because 
I don't know. It's like, I love when a band works. It's great. Oh, yeah. And, and I really, you know, and the guys that I used to play with, I mean, for the most part, we are all on very good terms. And, you know, I love those guys. But um, I think it's just that at the end of the day, I kind of, at this juncture, needed more flexibility as far as, um, I guess we're probably going to get into it at some point. Yeah, I have chronic illness issues. <clears throat> and so if I... It kind of was like, well, what if I need to cancel last minute, or what if I'm not reliable? What if I can't practice as often as we need to practice? It's like if I don't have to worry about putting that on other people, it's just a little easier. <laughs> oh no, I completely. I've been there where it's like, I'm like, if I'm sick too many times, are they gonna like, are they gonna kick me out? Yeah, and like that can be. And it's stressful. To, yeah, you, you, yeah. Know, you have to find the right group of people there who gets it. Or just people who normally screw up and cancel a lot that you can just slide in with. I find that works really conveniently. Um, so, yeah, you've, you have, well, I, can I just generally say you have digestive issues? Yeah. Is safe to say? Yeah. So, um, how much does that feed into your songwriting? <laughs> a lot. Cause, no, I'll be really honest, because like, I heard your songs, and I think they're great. Mm-hmm. And then I, the first time I talked to you, you mentioned that. And I, then I listened to the songs again, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, all of a sudden, like, it painted, like, when you listen to, to Nashville, and you talk about the hospital or mm-hmm. Curves and Edges, I have the feeling that's about having eating problems, too. I just, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Like, I'm, I, I, I'm, you can't, it's, it's hard to put something like that into words like that where you don't, where you're not like hitting someone over the head with it where you can actually use kind of imagery without it being like I'm sick I'm sick I'm sick you know like well like thank it you kind of subtle like before I heard before I knew you were sick I didn't know it was about that I'm you know? actually glad to hear that in a way just because I think uh, when I started writing first about all that stuff um, it's been a while that I've been dealing with this stuff but it, it's it's been recent that I've been comfortable enough to sort of be more open about it with people um, sure. just because I guess of the nature of the issues, but also like, you know, just not wanting to feel like you're at a disadvantage and um, just wanting to be a normal quote unquote person going about your life, mm-hmm. doing your thing, not wanting to feel like you're held back. But it, it just started to reach a certain point where I really couldn't deny anymore that I was dealing with something that, uh, was more serious than I think I was even letting on to myself. And so I guess I felt like within the songwriting, it was more of a safe way for me to vent about it rather than talking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess that's why it started to come out. But yeah, Curves and Edges definitely uh, has that that vibe in it <laughs> for sure. But, you know, songs also take off. They become their own thing. Too. Oh, absolutely. And they become about a bunch of different stuff sometimes rather than just the one thing you intend on writing about. Oh, absolutely. No, I've, uh, uh, we're doing a show, uh, Kevin's doing a show, um, tomorrow. Yes. A guy named James Kibbe, who's actually a Christian singer songwriter. And before I knew that I would listen to his songs and I had a very, almost assign my own little Ryan Buddhist meaning to it. And then you find out it's about something kind of, the opposite side and it's like this is this is how this is how it's known you know it's written well because it's not it can be more than just about one thing I I think that's really fantastic songwriting yeah that's what's beautiful about it is the listener can derive whatever they want from it and it can become so personal to you about what you're going through you know what I mean like I don't know that's like some of my favorite songwriting ever it's when you can like it's like I don't know. You don't really know what they were going through, but you feel like you're sharing some mutual experience because it's like, oh, I've felt this way in my own life, my own ways. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Um, switching gears a little bit. Sure. Um, I think I find that singer-songwriters often get thrust into wackier positions sometimes in full bands between house shows and like 
the little things that coffee shops will have you do or like what's the weirdest I mean Kevin you too like you've been playing some solo stuff for a while now yeah what's the weirdest like solo gig you guys have had oh man jeez anything stick out to either of you well it's funny you, you mentioned a house show and so I actually do have one I think I've only played a, one house show here and I got asked I played an open mic at Daily Planet they had like a 7 to 9 open mic and I put or yeah, so I played there, and some guy asked me to come play. I was like, sure, why not? I just moved back here in 2017. I didn't really have a band yet uh, other than playing with my buddy Dean. And so I go, to sh- I go to this house, and it was on, like, the third floor, and it was, like, the one window that was showing was, like, a just dark red light coming from it. And I was like, uh, I don't And I didn't know any of these people here. I only met the guy one time at Daily Planet. That was it. And so I go, and I go up to their little attic where they had like the whole space set up and uh there was like nobody there yet and um uh, they had made this homemade hard cider, which, uh, again, I don't know anybody here, so I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll just roll with this. So then I start drinking the cider, and then they have these, they have, like, weird electronic how music. Was it, how was the cider? Weird. It was good. It okay, was good. Checking. They had weird uh, electronic music on it, and then fog machines just started coming on, and I'm like... I- so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die in this house. <laughs> I just like started panicking for whatever reason. I was like, I don't know anybody here. There's fog machines. There's this music. I was like, what is this show? Where? How am I gonna play? And I, I got to tell you, it ended up being one of the like most fun shows <laughs> I ever played. Because <laughs> uh-huh. eventually, like, I got to know everyone. Everyone was very chill. And then I played, and they were, they liked my song. So it actually worked out. But nice. Sometimes when you come in, it's just an ominous setting. <laughs> oh, especially house shows. That yeah. can be. Yeah. Yeah. Heck me You're just like, I don't know these people. I have no idea how this is going to go. Like, usually I'm used to, like, going to a venue where you're like, I have some idea of what it's going to look like. Oh, just wait until you go on tour. You haven't seen anything yet. Oh, my God. Chelsea, how about you? Do you have any? Um, I've probably had weirder than this, but one that's sticking out right now is that um, I played at this one coffee shop, not in Buffalo. It was elsewhere. But uh, I had been there once before, and I had a pretty good experience, so I figured I'd go back. And um, when I got there, it was warm out, so this wasn't totally awful. But they were like, well, we're going to have you play outside on the back porch. So I went outside on the back porch, and there was literally, like, one person out there, and he was trying to do work. (laughs) And the entire time, you could just tell this guy was, like, so annoyed that I was out there singing this song. And I had driven, like, an hour and a half to get to this show. And I was like, what am I doing here? Um, So... I guess that was just sort of a awkward one, but, uh, you know. Did no. you get paid for that show? Or no. Oh, of course not. It was a tip jar. Oh. And then there were no he didn't tip you anything, did he? No. <laughs> well, I always, you know, the coffee shop things can be so hit or miss, because I feel like sometimes you really do feel like you're imposing on people, and it's very uncomfortable. Um, and other times, though, I feel like Daily Planet is a place where I go, and every time I feel like people are engaged and are actually enjoying it, or even if they are doing work, they don't seem to be bothered by the music but just sometimes you get into those scenarios and it does feel very strange i uh mine was uh uh, it was i was february like second and like this was god this is like 90 
98 I was supposed to play a VFW hall in Eden as part of like Winterfest and we get there and I go in the VFW hall and it's all of these old women just playing bingo and I'm like well this isn't where we're playing so I'm like where are we supposed to play and they go oh you're, you're, you're over there and I'm like that's outside it was like 12 degrees like 14 degrees and they're like yeah no no we're gonna put a tarp around it it's okay it was two stages like on an awning outside with a tarp wrap around it both stages were running off of one power strip so as soon as one band was done playing you had to like unplug all their stuff really fast and then plug your stuff in really fast and at one point someone was dancing and kicked the power strip and just like cut all the power out for the whole thing and uh, okay <laughs> uh, on, but uh, you know what it was a fucking great show like I still remember having so much fun there but like like, like it's like 12 like what yeah see this is where sometimes the worst shows become fun because they're so ridiculous oh yeah like, well this couldn't get any worse so I might as absolutely well just... I love I love the outlandish stuff <laughs> yeah so uh Chelsea you did a was it a Nirvana cover band yeah recently I was actually just thinking of that show because I was thinking of really fun shows and that one definitely came to mind yeah are you gonna be doing anything like that again I would love to because I, I was upset that I missed it well I'm doing a cover set again Ooh. but it's not with a band it's just myself but I'm covering Holes Live through this oh shit yeah that's um that's a fantastic album where's this uh at mohawk place and also on the bill are um something rhymes with pavement a pavement cover band um and then i believe there's a green day cover band their name is something to do with dookie and then there is a weezer cover band so yeah it'll be an interesting night if they would have splurged they could have gotten geezer which is the green day and weezer cover band that exists (laughs) one of the first episodes of the podcast i made it up as a fake old man Weezer band cover band and then like two weeks later I found out it was an actual Buffalo band oh wow that's awesome (laughs) but oh that's but that's such a good album like I'm not a big whole fan but that album in particular is just agreed that's the one that uh, I don't know kind of turned me around on whole because I I didn't know I guess much about them outside of I loved Nirvana when I was growing up and all you ever hear about Courtney is that oh yeah all the negative stuff Um, but I listened to that album I think for the first time I was probably like 19 or something and I just loved it loved it and so uh, I'm really excited to get to be able to have that opportunity to you know cover awesome. it yeah I, I hope I, I hope I'll be there yeah I hope so too um, so we're gonna play Nashville next any interesting story of Nashville that you have or well, there's a lot of interesting <laughs> uh, Nashville let's see well first of all I love Nashville Tennessee um, I really enjoyed my time there albeit it was very brief in the grand scheme of things. I was only there for about like six months. Um, but I guess we were already kind of touching on this before. You know, uh, mostly the song is about a crazy experience I had where I was in Nashville and I uh, just got super sick. Um, and so I actually came back to Buffalo uh, for it was right around this time of year what like two years ago now and I was just supposed to come back for a week you know I was just supposed uh-huh. to come back see my family and uh, I was just not doing well and my mom was very insistent that I go to the doctor and they were like yeah you gotta check into the hospital like we gotta do this procedure on you and whatever and so um, I won't get into the nitty gritty but just it ended up being this crazy thing where I was in the hospital for like three weeks and it was not supposed to be that long and it was just like this crazy experience and then I got out of there and I really wanted to go back to Nashville and uh, you know it just started to become more and more obvious that it was like it's not gonna happen you know I just like was not 
well enough. I just wasn't going to be strong enough for a very long time, you know, like, and then it's like the end of the thing where it's like, well, all your specialists are now here. Everyone's kind of yeah. here. Exactly. So, and I know that you know what that's like, too. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a whole thing. So anyway, so that's the, you know, the story behind the song or whatever. But uh, the song itself actually is kind of cheery sounding and really like when I ended up actually recording it was with my really good friend Jay Milton he's from the band The Demos and he's oh, cool. super talented um, out of Rochester New York and so I really feel like uh, he kind of helped me to really bring this song to life and make it um, you know what I envisioned being more fun sounding than the actual story <laughs> it's based on uh, The Eels always had a really good way of making depressing songs that sounded just wonderfully happy all the time and I always liked that about them so here is uh, here is Nashville by Stress Styles on Behind the Music here on allwny.com. Sense of bell. I assure you 
All right, we are back on the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast on LWNY with Chelsea, a.k.a. Stress Dolls, and that was Nashville, also by her. So we're going to play a game. We're going to see how well you know your dolls. Oh, my. So uh, this is a multiple-choice quiz. If you get half of them right, you win. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to name you a fact, and you have to tell me if it's about the Goo Goo Dolls, the Dresden Dolls, or uh, the Chucky Doll from the Child's Play movies. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Let's go. The original uh, original name was the Sex Maggots. Goo Goo Dolls. That is correct. Uh, original name was Good Guy Doll. Uh, Chucky? Correct. Original name was Out of Arms. Dresden Dolls? Correct. I don't know how you got that last one. Uh, name was inspired by an interactive doll from the 1980s named Corky. An interactive doll named Corky? Um, it sounds wrong, doesn't it? It sounds very, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Chucky? That is correct. Okay. Uh, was a DJ at a gay bar. Um, Dresden Dolls? That was Goo Goo Dolls, actually. That Goo was Robbie Takak. Oh, really? I'm curious what bar it was. I mean, usually the answer is a Club Marcella, but... We'll have to have him on to ask him. Just to ask him that. Uh, credits their Catholic background for the reason they stuck together for so long. Goo Goo Dolls. Correct. Was a stripper. Um, Dresden Dolls? Correct. First release was November 9th, 1988. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls. That is the Chucky Doll. Chucky Doll. Darn. Like how I, like how I did that? That's a great phrase. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, collaborated with Ben Folds. Um, Dresden Dolls. Correct. Uh, was a member of the dance music collective Among Us. Uh, Dresden Dolls. That is Goo Goo Dolls. That's Ooh. Robbie. Really? I want to see Robbie dance. No way. If I anything, if anything that's what we need to do. Video podcast. We get Robbie on here to dance. We do it with Make-A-Wish. There we go. And we get him to dance. And there maybe we eat a few eggs. All right. And finally, <laughs> they met at a Halloween party. Um... Dresden Dolls. That is correct. That is 8 out of 11. Damn. What do we have... I have a Weezer t-shirt. I'll take it. I think you like Weezer. <laughs> yeah, I have a I feeling. Like Weezer, yes. Thank it's you. In my, it was in my closet. It doesn't Even fit. my size. I, I, I assumed, right. which I, I, I hate to do, but well, I I'm like, I'm like I, I, I got to find someone who likes Weezer, and then I'm like, Chelsea's coming tonight, so. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe see? I'll wear it to the whole cover show. There the you 90s go. album night, yeah. Perfect. Excellent. So, um, yeah. Thanks for taking my taking the stuff I didn't want and look. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it, right oh, it was really it was a clever quiz. Thanks for uh, testing my knowledge. Actually, did you read the book The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer? No, 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 I've not. It's a really good book, and so I th- feel like I was able to answer some of those Dresden <laughs> questions <laughs> because of that book. Um, yeah, but a uh, clever quiz, Ryan. Awesome, thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, well, thanks. For, you can hang out the rest of the episode if you want. We don't have too much left. Okay, yeah, cool. sure, I'll chill. Awesome. Well. Um, Next up, we're going to play a track by Coco Neats. Um, Coco is... I, I, that's a, is, is that like a band name or is it like a stage name? So sh- can, I, can I call him just Coco uh, for short? I think or do we, I have to use the full name? I think we can call him Coco. I'm calling him Coco. Yeah, yeah we'll get uh, that Coco started. was a member of Dream Beaches who, if you haven't heard Dream Beaches, they're so good. <laughs> like, go check them out. They, I think they play like one show a year now because I know they're singers. Like, one time I talked to him, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go out and explore the wilderness for like three months. And I'm like, yeah, you be you. Can't argue with that. So um, this is one of the other members. Um, it's a really cool indie project. Uh, the song 
song we have is called Molecules, and uh, here is some Coco Neats here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. In me this my mind must be made up. No sure thing can mean too much apart from Here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. That was Coco Neats uh, with Molecules. Let's talk about upcoming shows. We need, we need drops for these. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here, you, g- 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 give me something. Here we go. <laughs> was that the one you were wanted? <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'm cool with that. <laughs> On March 27th, Buffalo Infringement Festival is having a uh, big fundraiser at Mohawk Place. Uh, we're going to have two stages of music. We're going to have Makeout Tactics. We are going to have Kevin's Man, Real Movement, mm-hmm. Type Relevant, The Scarecrow Show. And then on the front stage, we're going to have Jen DeSantis, Anxious Kids Make Good People, Ghostwater, and Andrew Biggie. For eight, uh, for all those eight bands, it is just $5. Not to put a gun to your head, but... <laughs> Uh, we hope to see you there. Yeah, that'll be a really good show. I like that lineup is awesome, top to bottom. And then the following night at uh, Milky's on March 28th, um, I'm doing a singer-songwriter showcase. Um, we have Carmen and Lizzie and Ian McCune and Astria Beaming. Or, yeah, I think that's how you say it. Uh, Erica Wolfling, Christina Stock, and Megan Adele Johnson. So if you haven't heard any of them, they're all really cool. Um, Astria Beaming doesn't play shows too often. Her name uh, Catherine Ashwell. She is a 
local cellist and singer. She does some original stuff. She does some like Tory covers and stuff. It's I I love what she does and she needs to do it more. So I was happy to get her on that. And for those of you who might not have heard of Megan Adele Johnson, she is a singer songwriter from Manchester. Yeah, I um actually heard her. She was at a Daily Planet open mic one time, and oh, I nice. heard her perform. She has a great voice, and then I follow her on Instagram. So uh, yeah, she is she is a very cool vibe. Yeah, very like unique. It. There's not there's not like a lot quite like it. And then you had a show you wanted to talk about in Ichi's. Yeah. Um, uh Tortoise Forest, um, who I love. I just saw so, them so at Nietzsche's. Tell me about Tortoise Forest. I've, I've heard, I, I, I hear they're good and the kids like them. Yeah. But, like, I've never, I haven't really heard a very succinct description of what it is they actually do. Um, I would start by saying they're a progressive rock band, prog rock, but it, they can be very hard to define, and that's what defines them, is that they, mm-hmm. I, it almost reminds me of Frank Zappa, in a way, where you, they are just so, such technically professional efficient musicians that they can go in any direction they want on like a just a a split of a moment like they could be um you know I don't know they're jamming out on some like almost like hair metal kind of stuff for like 40 seconds and then just it just switches to something like super spacey and now they're just jazzy and you know Max Davis clicks on his pedals and all of a sudden we're in a whole nother world Um, a lot of crazy time signatures if if you're a fan of weird time signatures and who isn't and uh, crazy scales and solos and just people being really good at their instruments they uh, that's sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm going to try and make that on Thursday, March 19th. And as weird as I'm making it, it's very danceable music. Uh, I saw them in Nietzsche's uh, not that long ago, and we were all just, like, going crazy dancing and jumping around. So they're a lot of high-energy band. They're playing with um, Acid Cats, um, who they're from Akron, Ohio. They're a a original acidic jazz rock Acidic. Any idea what that means? I guess it's acid rock. Acid, I mean, there, 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 there is ja- acid jazz, but, but they, I don't know what, like, original. Well, the like, opposite like of acidic no, would be basic. They're like, right? it's like n- n- none of this new school acid jazz. Like, we're like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if that sounds exciting to me. Or maybe, they just, for us. maybe they just take acid. <laughs> Yeah, I'd prefer that, I think. Yeah, I'd be yeah, okay with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I might go out and see Tortoise Forest. I think that's pretty awesome. All right. And I had a, I was, I was going to announce another show with the band same... Oh, yeah, now I remember. On, uh, I have a flyer right by. Hold on. Say something interesting while I'm gone. Something interesting. You are tuned in to Struggles Real Buffalo Music Team Podcast. Yeah, there we go. Good job, guys. And we are back. On March 20th, we are having a dance and ska party at uh, Milky's on Elmwood. We have Hooked on Cast, Friends of the Podcast, Hooked on Cast, Euphonics, Bloodthirsty Vegans, and then ska bands, Reggie Childs, and The Same Son. Uh, yeah, it's on the 20th. It's five bucks. All regular Milky stuff, nine o'clock. Come and see that. Um, I was actually really happy with that show. I like having a nice. I think it'll be a party like atmosphere and ska. Yeah, who, who's mad? Yeah. At, who who can be mad at a ska show? Someone will figure it out. <laughs> it's Buffalo. Come and find out. There'll be at least one hardcore guy. <laughs> Come and be, he'll, he'll be mad. So um, go check that out. And uh, Chelsea, do you have any shows coming up after like March? What, when's this, what's the, the, the episode comes out? Fifteenth ish, like. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, yeah, actually. Oh, pray tell. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I have a few in April. Um, first one's April 3rd. That's at People Art. Are you guys familiar with People no. Art? It's uh, actually in... It's in the basement of a church on Delaware Avenue, which is sort of random, but it didn't start there. That sounds very Buffalo, actually. It, it is. <laughs> it, uh, but it's been going on now for, I want to say, over 30 years. The man who runs it's name is Bob Stalder. Um, he's been a fixture in the local music scene for a very long time. I think I know who you're talking about. I met him a couple times during Infringement Festival. Yeah, he's super, just one of the coolest people and one of like the most, I don't know, pure hearts, I guess. You yeah. know what I mean? Like He just really loves this music scene unconditionally and he will once he's like hooked into you and he knows who you are like he will make it to every show that he can um so he's the one who runs it so it'll be fun i'm playing with tom stall who oh, i've played with yeah. a few times and i love playing with Buffalo tom music hall of famer tom stall yes yeah he's really great I, I love tom and then uh my dad actually might join me for uh, a few songs That's that awesome. night too what, uh, what does he play my dad plays guitar and uh, he sings and he writes so where uh, apple doesn't fall far from the tree i guess <laughs> right. so that'll be fun and then um um, I think April 10th I'm going to be in Rochester, so I won't be totally local. Um, but then the 17th, I have another show here, and that is at Mohawk Place. That's right, with Sido, and we're playing Happy Hour. Oh, Sidney Flanagan. Yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Hollywood cool. movie star Sidney Flanagan. Yes, I know. I'm, that's really awesome for her. How exciting. I can't. Yeah. We had her like we had her on the podcast like right before she started like going to all that stuff, and like I want to talk to her after that one to see what it was. Yeah, see what it was like. like. Yeah, I'm sure it was pretty so, awesome. So yeah. I really want to see the movie. Um, I'm curious. About you it. The the uh, premiere is March 18th at North Park Theater, which if we actually get this out on time, people will know about. Uh, yeah, hurry up. Yes, I think, the, I think there's free tickets too. Maybe there are. I think it's first come first serve. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, anyone who's listening to this is way too late. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I just saw a post about it today, which is March six. I think I've had my tickets for about a week, so yeah. Sorry, folks, but I will tell you how awesome the movie was on the next episode. There we go. Excellent. So yeah, so here is uh, "Still Breathing" by the same son who is playing at Milky's on March twentieth with a bunch of other ska bands, and yeah. Here on the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. I'm not a fan of the 
And we're back. That was Still Breathing by Same Sun on uh, the Struggles Real Buffalo Music podcast. That's all we have for episode 52. Hi, Kevin. Hi. I said bye. Bye. Hi, Hi, Chelsea. Thanks for coming. Bye. Thanks for having me. Stay tuned for our next episode, which will be on April 1st. I don't know who we're going to have yet. I've been talking with Grant from Dreadneck, so I'm hoping he'll come in. Um, But we'll see. Uh, You can check out Facebook.com, backslash Struggling Productions, for all the fun events we have going on. You uh, come to the stage on Tuesdays and check out all the local music and... We had to work on a new outro. Kind of just been flying by the seat of my pants. Am I missing anything? Um, no. 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 No, okay. No, you're not missing anything. We, we said it yeah, all. We did. It's all been done. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, just be nice to each other. It's hard out there. And uh, keep on struggling.